she has like even the cunning to actually do a lot of what she needs to do. She was like yeah. hiding in the ship for what was it like two weeks? Yeah, before she, was she tiny, right? before she got undone by a slice of ham. Well, because Severo was anal about a sun butter, and he's like, "There's someone <laughs> on board," and none of the guys thought about it. But man, it's like me and my potato skins. Like, let's be honest. The 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 sequence that the scene of that where you're like she's like, but the ham. everyone to the in real lore podcast today we're going through part three of lightbringer by pierce brown uh today nick and i will be kind of discussing a little bit about what happened and our thoughts and underlying themes yeah um if you have any of your favorite parts comment them down below and uh, we'll discuss them with you part one part two will be linked down below absolutely all right sonam let's get into this first what did you think about this part it was long Took me, I realized after we finished it, I'm like, holy crap, that was half the book. A uh, lot happened. So I'm going to get you to recap some stuff. Yeah. Um, just so that we can kind of feed back off of it because I I think it went from starting to find Quicksilver to maybe the death of a monarch. And like, it was just all over the place. And it was cool. Uh, yeah. I really did like part three, a lot more plot development. I won't go into it in detail yet. Yeah. So to start off with this part. What about you? What about you? How did you feel? Oh, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. It was really good. Yeah. Oh my God. It was great. So let's get into this. Okay. So to start with this, Darrow, Severo, and Cassius, and Ori, it's Ori, Ori. right? Are making their way to actually find Quicksilver. And it kind of doesn't skip over anything. They just are at the asteroid. Yeah. And Quicksilver doesn't have what they're looking for. Yeah, so just so I know, are you going to do a full overview of part three? Just I'm, so just, giving, everybody, I'm, I'm just giving bits, okay. so that way we can gar- start going over it. Okay, okay, so we're going to feed back on each section. Yeah, so I thought that Quicksilver was going to be the key to winning the war, and he's like, so here's a little bubble, here's an inverted world, and I'm fucking off, bye. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, thanks, bye. And I'm like, wow, I, I don't even know if we're going to see him again, but it was just, it was like, it was... It was definitely a plot twist. Like I thought, I thought that there was going to be something he could do. I thought Lyria had the parasite. I was so angry. I don't know. Just I wasn't happy. I still think that Lyria might potentially have the parasite parasite in her, but I think that part was written out because Pierce Brown didn't enjoy what her character was becoming with the parasite. You think? I think so. I don't know. It's hard to say, eh? Because she wasn't. It's hard for her to have character development if she's just given godlike powers. Instead, you have her being a lot more of a tricksy little bint, essentially, Yeah. with everything. You still think Sabro is a Trojan horse? Oh, I think something's going to happen Really, eh? I think something is going on there. I don't know. I but mean, he's gotten back to him. It could be, he's be getting the, it could back be the rewrite himself. as well. Like Pierce Brown, remember, rewrote the entire book six, which is why it took so long to come out, right? So yeah. it could be that, like, he just said, you know what the hell with it? Like, we haven't heard about the abomination, and I don't know if he wrote that out. No, he didn't. I don't think he wrote the abomination out, because yeah. I think he might be the informant for Mustang. Yeah. Because, he remember, he is a 10-year-old kid, and he didn't necessarily have the knowledge in order to use the Psycho Spike, which is maybe why he sold Severo. Yeah, or... but he's a smart 10-year-old kid. He's you know smart. what I mean? And he's been raised by very, very evil people, but he is already questioning those evil people yeah lilith and the bone yeah. riders yeah. so we don't know what's going on with that at least but i know they get to quicksilver and <laughs> instead of having ships and everything he's like here's a little mine lass with it's, no palace well the other, yeah well he's like yeah, i am so, leaving the solar right. system and i have a inverted world in there with little meeples and uh, a sun that is from the inside out like it was weird it's a like mini when dyson picturing... sphere yeah yeah. Yeah. And they're not, they're not mini They're meeples, meeples in my brain. They're hum- homo sapiens. They're normal bog standard humans. So are, does he have these guys in captivity? No, he's just raising them slowly. In as... a world. How big is this? Okay, so let's go back to this Dyson sphere is like pissing me off because in my mind, it is only 10 centimeters in diameter and I thought they shrunk to go in it. What? Yeah, that's how big it was in what? my mind. That is what I so, read. Like, that is how I read it. So, like, how big is this thing? 
Is it the entire <laughs> aster? Yes, it's the it entire asteroid. No, it was a miniature. It is a miniature planet. I but am a little bit upset now. <laughs> Sonum. I thought he shrunk them down to go into he it. He didn't shrink them down. Well, that sucks. It's just he's got the technology to probably miniaturize things. No, it's just a generational ship. It's just like a drum style ship that they he made and has like a power center in the center that's giving it light essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will have some stuff to talk about Quicksilver when we go over themes again later on. Yeah. Because there is something particular. I found the I eyeball story quite interesting. Oh, yeah. The fact yeah. that, like, in, you hear about his family, right? He yeah. was in love with another silver, and yeah. his family was murdered, and he made it his personal vendetta to destroy the gold that destroyed him. And then he took his eye, and he said, I just shot him out to space. I let him live. Yeah. But in a comatose stase, and I can feel this eye twitch every so often. I'm like, that's kind of screwed up. But you're still conscious. He's not in a comatose stase. Still conscious. Yeah. Kept alive, floating in space. And then Daryl asked him to show mercy to him. Yeah. Which Quicksilver, I think, has a lot to do with one thing that I came up uh, that comes up with this that I find very interesting, and then also a little bit on the forgiveness aspect that uh, is coming up a lot in this book in particular. I mean, we could all yeah, like hold off on your themes until the end, and then we yeah. can kind of put them together. But oh, hundred percent. What like I thought it was a mini world. It's not. And a now mini I'm world. really pissed off. It's not a mini world. It is a mini world in the fact that it's a no, world. No, I thought that's... it was a mini world, like snow globe world. No. No, it's not a snow globe world. I'm done having this conversation. <laughs> All right. They leave with, um, they leave Quicksilver. Yeah. And Illyria totally sneaks on the ship. Illyria sneaks on the ship after convincing Yo. Severo to actually come back into the ship. Yo, she didn't, okay. She did she not didn't convince, convince him. him. She basically said, Severo, I'm so sorry for for Ulysses. And then he's like, who's the Ulysses? Sorry for Ulysses. <laughs> and he's like, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm actually surprised he didn't slap her or try to kill her or he just said all right bye yep Larry gets on the ship she has a time with Severo is in love with Cassius yo or at I least found it really interesting actually like find Cassius him to really beautiful well okay but that narration makes sense right because Cassius is supposed to be even for a gold gorgeous yeah um but even Cassius takes to her like the entire part three he was so protective of her like even like at the end yeah. near Fa and you know Europa and all that stuff like there was like he he wanted to protect her and I'm wondering whether or not like he's in love with Ori but everyone's in love with Ori even Diomedes is in love with Ori we find out right yeah. yo that woman is like I wonder how hot she is seriously um, I may be in love with Ori she's too now she's I know probably one I of may them. be super in love with Ori too I want to find a fandom picture of this now yeah. but um, I find I really like their I really like the Lyria and Cassius story because Lyria is someone who hated gold with all her passion in terms of like what it was, what the society became. Yeah. Cassius was this man who fell from grace and they were both on opposite, but he's honorable, right? And yeah. they both had opposite ends of the pole and they're like drinking buddies. They're <laughs> drinking buddies. And they love each other. They actually, he keeps kissing her on the cheek. Yeah. It is so wholesome. It is very, yeah. very wholesome. And the thing I actually with- like them. It is, it's a really good story between those two. Yeah. Because Cassius is also one that He's honorable, but he's also not honorable in the way golds are, in the way like Lysander is honorable. He's honorable in the fact that he understands what he is was a part of as a gold, the oppressive state, the like oppression of people. It was just cute. Like it it is is cute. cute. I really like their arc right now. And I don't know if they're more than friends. I don't know either. I can't tell. They're drinking buddies. It's really funny to but like it almost seems in some instances, and you guys can let us know too in the comments. Please feel free to, because we love to chat about this. But I don't know. I just, I feel like a spark. Whereas Ori's yeah. the untouchable goddess that everyone loves, but it's a, yeah. it's the pink's game. Yeah. Right? Like, Lyria is just Lyria. She's like, slag that. <laughs> Cassius is just like, man, she's a great drinking buddy. But um, <laughs> she gets a concussion and he's still pig. drinking with her. I know. And he gave <laughs> her the so... concussion. Dumbass. The My God. Was... He was like, oh, it's like, have you been drinking? Oh, me and uh, Larry had a couple of drinks. Daryl's just like, she has a head wound. Well, okay. So the other thing I wanted to talk about with this one too is I'm starting to really like Lyria a bit more. I didn't yeah. think I would like her without the parasite. 
But in part three, she showed us that she's coming into her own. She's no longer scared. Or for a woman who's constantly living in fear, she's got nothing to lose. That's really what I got from part three. Yeah. And she's like, the hell with it. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And because she's standing up for herself, like, it's just, it amazes me how much power a red who did not become Darrow has. Because Darrow had the ability to become a gold. Yeah. Right? But at the end of the day... uh, Lights are seizing in the background. Okay, at the end of the day, <laughs> our power bar is dying here. Let's just not talk My about power, it. I'm just. Mm, we can't get the power bar to, to stay stick anywhere. at the end of the table underneath. We have no. Okay, anyway. So at the end of the day, yeah, she did not get any of the benefits that Darrow had. Yet she has all the courage that he has. It's so cool. It is interesting. That's because my thought. It's her willpower that she's realized that. Um, she has the ability to act. Truffle to... pig. Truffle pig. Truffle pig. Truffle pig. But she has like even the cunning to actually do a lot of what she needs to do. She was like yeah. hiding in the ship for what was it like two weeks? Yeah, before she, was she tiny, right? before she got undone <laughs> by a slice of ham. Well, because Severo was anal about a sun butter, and he's like, "There's someone <laughs> on board," and none of the guys thought about it. But man, it's like me and my potato skins. Like, let's be honest. The 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 sequence that the scene of that where you're like, she's like. The hat, like especially <laughs> to your, uh, Tim Gerald Reynolds, where we listen to the audiobook. So he's just like, but the, the ham. ham, and then she's trapped. And her description of it, where she's like hanging upside down, I hear a shuffling and a creature come in the doorway. It's like several like coming in like a little gremlin. She like, pissed on him. What the fuck? She pissed on him. Remember? She pissed on him too. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only person who could get away with pissing on who pissed Severo. Who and lived to tell the tale. And lived. I know, right? <laughs> um, no, that was quite funny. But, like, I am shocked with how much power a powerless red has. And it's yeah. quite cool. Like, uh, you know, I don't think I'm as upset that she... I hope that the parasite does come back, though, once she yeah. truly comes into her own. Because I think she, her arc needed to... Her power needed to come to her herself before she could accept other power. And I mean, we'll get to it later mm-hmm. on, but you know, one of Volgar mentions that she gave away such great power, right? But I think yeah. this is the reason why she did it. I think so. And I yeah. think if she does get it back, it's on better terms and it'll be in a good place for her for her to get it through, like you said, her own means. Yeah. Yeah. But the one thing I do want to say is I really enjoyed the Archie um scenes the archie oh you mean the archimedes yeah when they're on the archimedes and it's the five of them ori darrow severo cassius and lyria it's a shit show it's like a classic venture venturing part it's classic space opera where it's like the small band of people that are just on a ship going from place to place and just they could not be undoing the worlds yeah but they cannot be more different and they can't be more different it's it's the perfect five-man band trope it's it's beautiful and it was so good because normally it's like yeah. just, you know, just some random people that like show up and do space opera stuff in those kind of ships. Yeah. No, this is like the war god, the beauty god, the a gremlin. A gremlin? A gremlin. A goblin. The goblin. And then a red and a pink. But A sexy pink. A sexy pink. And a powerless red. And a powerless red. But it's such a good good dynamic and i it wish fun. it had lasted longer but so, it was so good one of the things that uh, one of the scenes i really enjoyed um and just in cassius and lyria is the several barker and cassius fight they finally let them duke it out yeah because it's really interesting darrow said my two best friends are sitting on the ship and i need to let them go at it right this is mm-hmm. once they found diomedes but it just got <laughs> goblet is sitting there trying to trying to uh torture Diomedes which yeah and he's been conditioned against torture so it's just not possible and then they just go at it and they have at it and the only thing that stops it is Lyria, Lyria getting punched in the face getting knocked out in her- but Darrow just sits there with Lyria and he's like chill like he's like let them duke it out they finally yeah. need to duke it out they finally need to say you know all the things that they wanted to be saying to each other right because yeah. like but like it will get to back one of your themes where like Goblin eventually forgives Cassius for the killing of his father. Yeah. And it's quite interesting. But I think that forgiveness was the seed was planted in like part three where remember he um, part two yeah in the book right where yeah. he jumped off a like a oh yeah book uh, three he hung yeah. himself right yeah. for Cassius's life right so I don't he hates him but I don't think he wants him dead. 
And that scene and that like that conversation between Darrow and Severo at that point is actually a very poignant one. It was yeah. so well it was so well written because it was just the the idea of like forgiveness, but it was also like accepting parts of you. Because Severo keeps only wanting to be the gremlin, the goblin. Is he is he the goblin? Is he Severo? Is he Ares? What identity is he leaning on more than the others? Oh, he was definitely leaning on goblin. He was definitely leaning on the goblin for a little bit too long. Yeah. Which, which I, I want to talk about later on too, because that's okay. a, another part that I've started to notice. Yeah. Um, but Lysander has his own piece before because we get to Diomedes on the Archie, which is creates the tension amongst the five uh, of that group yeah but it's all because Lysander uh is a part of the ambush that takes Diomedes and the rim bolts out dude I was like what the that was like okay that, I'll be honest I did not see that coming yeah um but like first off carving limbs onto you yuck second off Atlas <laughs> what yeah. the hell like it was just interesting right uh, because like I'm sorry but there's a little bromance developing between Alexander and Diomedes like yeah, everyone but... loves Diomedes like it seems like Darrow loves him yeah. Cassius loves him Lysander he's just an honorable guy like even though he is portrayed as the bad guy I still like he, him Diomedes is definitely his father Romulus yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it Romulus 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 oh, Ro. yeah um, he's honorable and he will live to his own standard like yeah, Darrow, when detriment. he met Romulus, was like, I, even though he is my enemy, even though I don't agree with his philosophies, I still respect him as an honorable man because he yeah. respects me despite it. That scene was insane, though. And like, man, the Praetorians turning on Lysander. Yeah. That was tough to see. Like, Lysander's like, what the hell? Like, I yeah. didn't realize Roan you know, poisoned Lysander. Yeah. And like, I didn't see that coming. I thought it was Antlia, like Atlantia and whatnot. But like... Being Atlas, like, I mean, they planted the seeds because he was out in the Kuiper Belt. He was banished for, you know, a few yeah. things. He had to deal with, like, the Eskimani. Yeah. It's just, it was a huge turn of events, though. I did not see that one coming. That was like, I don't know. Did you see that coming? I didn't see the ambush coming, but I knew yeah. that um, Atlas had always had something to do with the Eskimani and Fa. Well, I mean, they kept planting the seed that he was I mean, out there. He came back and he wasn't supposed to. And I mean, yada, there's, yada, yada. The, there's all these hints, too. And it's also the fact that um fa is supposed to be ragnar's father which Ragnar, which he didn't which makes sense because he was a grimace household like mm -hmm. obsidian yeah. grimace attaches itself to Ra because of or like atlas and gets sent out to the kuniper belt so it makes sense it, it all fits logically and i was figuring mm -hmm. that out last the last book but yeah i wasn't expecting the ambush of the rim golds yeah. I wasn't expecting Atlas to go so hardline, but it makes sense because the Praetorians, Atlas, and the society always looks down on the the Rimgolds trying to break away. Okay, so now let me get you this. What are Atlas's motives? Like, what is his defining motive? Because it sounds like when we met Fa, yep. we're going to get to the Fa part anyway. Yeah. He was a Askamani obsidian war god okay i say yeah. was because i finished part three <laughs> but yeah. um and it's really interesting that he's not he is a puppet of atlas and he's a puppet of atlas wanting to bring back the society to some sort yeah. so what is atlas's because he hates his son ajax didn't even get the love that fa got right and ajax died knowing that his dad never loved him he had daddy issues yeah but what are atlas's true motives like what is he trying to get at atlas is one of those hardline people that He's a true believer of, of what of the society of the strict uh, hierarchy that must exist where and he sees the reality of what must be done in order to actually like create that order to impose order upon a nature um, defined by the goals, not allowing nature to exist as it is. And he's hardline into that. And that's where like. Um, Lysander is much more of the idealistic moral, like moral side of it, where he sees it's noble what is being done. We must do it because it makes everything good. Whereas Atlas sees like, no, it's not noble, but it must be done. Do you remember the uh, access to the extermination 
virus they have where you could pick a color and it's like mass genocide. Oh yeah, that's gonna be- I can't be... wait for that to come out. That's gonna be- Oh, that's gonna be a disgusting. harsh one. Disgusting. Yeah. If someone gets access to that, it is just disgusting. Well, it is in the rim somewhere. Yeah, so how has it not been used yet? Because it hasn't been needed to be used yet. Who has access to it? I'm going to guess. Because it... he needed the neurological link of the raw. Remember? Yeah. So do the raw have access to this dangerous weapon that they've never employed? Yes. But what stopped them from using it? I would think it's the same reason why we don't use nuclear weapons anymore. There is an understanding, an implicit say, understanding. Don't say things that can happen. Yeah, but like we didn't, we had the entire Cold War where we were building up nuclear weapons because we understood as soon as they are used mm -hmm. again, like it was end of World War II, whatever, but yeah. like if they're used again, it will obliterate everything. Oh, we're done. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's a little. So, how did he weird. convince? I mean, okay, so on the ship, you know, Lysander saves Diomedes because he has no idea what's going on. And this yeah. leech, oh man, God bless leeches. I love leeches. We actually use them in medicine, yeah. <laughs> like for, for flaps and stuff. Um, saves his life, of course, right? So that he could save Diomedes' life. But why did Lysander agree to Atlas's tirade? Because essentially, I think what they were trying to do is he's like, Lysander, join me, become my sovereign. Faw's the bad guy. You pretend to take him over and beat him, and then you win the heart of everybody again, right? Is that the goal? Like, it was that yeah. my summary? Yeah, it's because Lysander believes he is the good person. He has a belief that he's basically the second coming. He thinks he is... Um, what's his uh, ancestor's name? Oh, Selenius. He believes yeah. he is Selenius. Yeah. He named his ship Lightbringer. He thinks yeah. he is the second coming, but he always has like, uh, he has this like cognitive dissonance where he thinks he is the second coming, but he doesn't believe he has to do anything dishonorable, but he's always doing things dishonorably. Mm -hmm. So that moment, the moment where he's deciding whether or not to accept Atlas's thing is he also knows that the only way to actually bring back the society in exactly the way that it was before or even better is to go along with atlas's plan yeah because no matter what the plan is already in action mm -hmm. things are in set in motion if he doesn't accept it oh they were gonna put it they were gonna Atl carve somebody's face on him well, yeah not his his face atlantia <laughs> yeah atlantia was going to take one of our other paramours slap his face on it yeah. and have a puppet for herself but like even atlas doesn't want atlantean power because no. she can't handle it he didn't even want to tell her about the virus because yeah. Lysander is not going to use the virus like no. for where Atlantia is going to commit mass genocide just because she can. Atlantia was going to like burn Mercury. Yeah. Like her plan at the end of Dark Age was not was to basically virus bomb the planet. Mm -hmm. Leave nothing left. Keep the resources. Who cares about the people? Which is what provokes Lysander into doing what he does at the end yeah. of Dark Age. So then we have Diomedes being found, right? That's the next part. Yeah, Diomedes is found, the yeah. Archie and everything. Um, and, and then what will happen after that? So then we see Fa or Sungrave. Sungrave. So they end up going yeah. to Sungrave, mm -hmm. and where Diomedes starts kind of breaking down essentially because he's seeing his family being destroyed. Every not even just all the people he of his family. He cares for his population. He does because he's like the same the way little, as Romulus. Yeah, like even the little pink and the red and whomever the obsidians were trying to take. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about obsidian hierarchy. That was interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, remind me about that. Yeah. But um, I found it very... I actually didn't think he was going to run away from Cassius's parole and Darrow's parole. Yeah. Um, But Darrow is really good at planting seeds. He's very know? good. He's like... He made... I think a friend out of Diomedes in the end of part three, to be honest. Because um, that's what I think he they does. Still, yeah, I don't think they still see completely eye to eye, but he's acting honorably as like, you know, I think they respect each other. And yeah. it's interesting that Diomedes can become a foe or a friend of both Lysander and Darrow. Yeah. That tells you then there's common ground. Um, but Diomedes actually showed up again to help with the, the gunships, right? With Lyria, Truffle yeah. Pig to the rescue. Truffle Pig. Um, but uh, that, like that... 
the Sungrave, uh, like the for me at least, the Sungrave part was a a bonding a bonding moment between Darrow and Diomedes. That's what that was for me. I think that sh is showing how good the series is. Is that the best parts of this book are not action? Yeah, there's a lot of touchy feely. There's like I'm a woman. There's conversations that, that it's just Darrow and Diomedes talking for like like probably 10 pages yeah. but it's so good and it's everything like we'll touch on it afterwards but there's you can tell that the characters are actually working out things that are happening in the plot mm -hmm. things that we know already but they're yeah Darryl talked they're logic they're logically thinking out yeah what how things are being set up and well, how things are running Darrow planted the seed that i think fa is a puppet yeah. And Diomedes was thinking, yeah, like my, like, you know, what was his name? Hercules, not Hercules. Helios. Helios. He's like, you know, he knew something was wrong on the ship, right? Yeah, an So imposter. he could piece it together and then they get there together. We'll get to that point as well. But um, I just, I found it, I found the relationship development quite cool. Yeah. And then I think we, I want to go, I want to get to the Fa part, okay? The Fa and Ajax part. Okay. Can we just like get rid of the voice box and go, oh my God. And I'm like, did not picture Fa sounding like that. Oh, right. <laughs> Come on. Like Fa takes off the voice box it and he's like, good. sounds like a little gold. He sounds like a pompous prick. But that that's another interesting part. It's that like, I'm... oh my God, Ajax or no Atlas. Like, I just want to sit on my, my moon with my daughter. And like, he just sounds like a pretentious gold. But what I find interesting is before, even before you get there, you start seeing the other Askamanis that are, that work with Fa directly. They are intelligent. Mm -hmm. They're not brutes. They're discussing Hobbes. They're discussing like philosophy. Oh yeah. And Cicero. And they're discussing like quoting verbatim yep. like um plays. Yep. And making these quotes ironically. So they understand everything that's around them. Yeah. And Lysander's to, like, what the hell? To Lysander, <laughs> he thinks that like to to Darrow, this would be proof that obsidians can be more than brutes. They can be more than what has been defined by them from gold. Yeah. But Lysander just sees them as tools. Yeah. They're still the brutes, even though they're intelligent. Interesting. And Atlas Didn't teaches them the same because Atlas worked with them extensively. Yeah. And that is why Fa is so, oh, it feels so good to be just no, relaxing. No, no. He comes in his war armor, then he rips off everything. His silk no, no. kimono. No. no, remember the silk kimono with the little port he's glass in. of yeah. wine? Yeah, he's in. <laughs> when they sit down, he's in a kimono. Like I'm he's like, in... what the hell? Like, okay. It's like... okay, I've seen this uh, comparison, but do you remember Iron Man 3? Remind me about the... Uh... The Mandarin. Yeah. The fake Mandarin. Yeah. Where, like, oh. he's he's the terrorist leader, <laughs> and then they show up, and it's, it's... Oh, what's his name? Jacob? No, it's not Jacob. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But he's, like, drunk and watching footy. I know. I know. I know. But, I mean, Fa still has a, a bone Fa is still an, a beast. But it was so funny to see yeah. that. Like, and I mean... All he wanted to, and he was so happy to have the plan moved up three weeks or up to three weeks. He thought yeah. he was going to be taking over the rim for three years. And they're like, no, no, no. We have someone who's going to pretend to defeat you. Like yeah. Lysander here. He's like, yes. He's like, I get my retirement. I'm just going to go and pretend <laughs> dead. And I'm just going to go live with Volga. And then he's in love with Volga. Like he keeps calling her his daughter, but it's the granddaughter, of course. Yeah. But he really wants something of his own. But what I found really interesting with Volga is half of their obsidian counterpart does not respect her because she's born out of a test tube she's not yeah. natural right and the only reason that she's not dead is because Fa. she is Fa's like ingling or ingling, ingling singling singling sapling what is it what word are you the grandchild kid. no not the like yeah but like seed seedling seedling yeah progeny progeny seedling you know sapling whatever <laughs> what are all these words you're trying to use oh, end of the work day say but fa yeah fa's like transformation into what he truly is is Yo, very fascinating he was terrifying and, in book five and now he's cute in book oh he's six. still terrifying no no he's cute terrifying now he is he is cuter but it's also he is best friends with atlas 
I know. They talk like good old buddies. Yeah. Atlas loves him more than he loved his son. But I think this... He did, absolutely. But this is also something that keeps coming up with golds is that when golds are treating with anyone below them, it's like they're a pet. They're not actually friends. It's like Diomedes and Ori. Diomedes may have loved Ori, but he basically loved her as if she was a pet. He, mm -hmm. She had no choice. Mm -hmm. and I think the same thing happened with Roke. Because Roke at the end of Morning Sun, when they uh, get onto the ship, the bridge opens up for Darrow and Victra and um, Sefi mm -hmm. because a pink opened the door. Yeah. And Roke looks at her and says, even you? Because he was actually in love with her. Mm -hmm. They're all in love with their pinks. Like, let's they're be all in love with their pinks, but they're, the pinks are slaves. So it's this dynamic that always comes up when it comes to golds in the lower uh, colors outside of Cassius, Cassius and, Lyria. and Lyria. I was going to just quote <laughs> that because like they see each other as equals. Yeah. Lyria said something to him specifically that said like there was something about like and he almost cried, but she talked about his heart and the fact that he did good. You know, yeah. it was just as she was going down into the depths of Europa. Yeah. But there was something that was said, um, and I forget the quote, but yeah. it really touched him, right? Um, he's it, a good man no matter what. Yeah, but he's a good man in the eyes of... I actually liked Fa's character so much more after that chapter. <laughs> I'm like, what a bloke. Um, <laughs> what a, bl a bloke. A bloke. I'm not even British and I said that. <laughs> look right i don't know this is the best word that came up to it but then we get to europa right where yeah. you know because they hailed the daughters of Ares um on sungrave yeah and darrow took like they all went and they found this like the red from jupiter right the mines yeah. of jupiter which are like they're stocky they're big they're scary yeah two things before we move okay, on yeah. to there is there's some foreshadowing that happens with the fight with the obsidians on outside of Sungrave when they're trying to rescue the lower colors. Okay. Darrow is ter is like excited and ecstatic when he's in f the fighting because he's like, oh, wow, I got into a flow state. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to more of these. Like, I find that Darrow is starting to find his own again. Like, yeah. he, he... But he was like, he's just like, I didn't, I haven't moved like that in ages. He's thank like an you, old Cassius. man that's just like, guys, it's like, thank you, Cassius. But I know. But he gets into a flow state and he starts, call, he calls out uh, Fa to the obsidians yep. and then is basically Ashfar. like, calls out Ashfar, but he's also playing up his demigod status oh amongst the God. obsidians. What do they call him again? Tiamorga? Uh, Tiamorga. Tiamorga is back. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's definitely, he's like, Cassius, I'm a demigod to them. <laughs> Cassius, stand behind me. I got this. <laughs> and they didn't die. Um, but yeah. But the, the reds, the stocky, the stocky reds are really interesting. I find that they're the more he like explores some of that kind of stuff, the variations of like reds and different colors throughout the yep. different worlds, really cool. And they basically said, uh, "Yeah, you're dead." You know, <laughs> they put them to sleep in the submarine, and they're like, "Well, you know, Severo's ours. Lyria's too weak to do anything." Yeah. Ori also kind of gave him up, to be honest. She didn't realize how, what was going to happen, but she also kind of did, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then they were put on trial. Yeah. And that was interesting. Again, another part of this the book where Darrow it's not action. Monologue. And Diomedes is like, Darrow, you talk too long. <laughs> you spoke for me. Why did you speak for you me? You gave up my honor. <laughs> <laughs> I love Diomedes, man. But He's it's... actually like one of my favorite characters now. He, he, he came off very well, but Darrow's yeah. speech was fascinating because he does explain like i did do bad i did wrong by you but i did bad things so that you guys don't have to like he actually talked about that yeah he's like i was chosen to do the bad thing so that others didn't have to which like, is it was quite interesting but it also comes up from Severo because Severo always says i have to do the dirty work to keep you shiny and clean yeah but darrow has been the one built specifically to dirty his hands yeah so it's that dynamic has always been interesting to me between them but cassius diomedes and uh darrow in the cell yeah that was interesting cassius working, is like i'm the baddest of the bad no 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 several oh yeah cassius was there yeah but they're logically working out the plot yep essentially yep between all of them 
And Cassius is like, well, we're all going to die. There's a cheer. Oh, Darrow, that was for you. There's another cheer. That's for Diomedes. Louder cheer. Oh, that's for my death. Yep. And he's like, Darrow, just give it to me. Give me the best. And there's just they're like, Athena, Athena, we have something. And of course, she's listening, right? Yeah. And what the cheers were was Severo coming into his own, right? Yep. Severo accepting yeah. his identity and his inheritance legacy. essentially his legacy yeah the twilight helm which was just a speech that's all it really did that was the special yeah. thing about the speech <laughs> yeah i know um but it was interesting because i liked the fact that athena wasn't asking for diomedes service she was asking for diomedes to become the virginia augustus of the rim yeah so still have his own still have his 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 status still have the power, but just work in conjunction with Athena. them, not for them, but with them. It was really cool. It was a truly an ally, not a slave. Yeah. Whereas like he thought he was going to be enslaved, right? She's like, no, 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 no. I want you to be my Virginia Augustus, who I love and is my favorite character by far. Okay. Yeah. So now you have a male version of that. Now I do, which is why I love him even more, <laughs> you know? And he seems like he'd be really good looking. He probably, well, he's always described as like long very broad. Hair. No, he's not. Yeah, long hair, yeah. broad. Yep, very broad. And Darrow and Diomedes. Oh, that was really funny when they were all in the um, when they were all in the cell together. Cassius is like three of the best razor masters of our generation, all dying on the same day. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I forgot, you two haven't fought each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Diomedes and Darrow have to fight, but I don't think they're gonna get to that point. No, to be honest. no, there's nothing that there's no animosity between them. I don't see anything coming up that's gonna um cause them to fight i don't think he even cassius fought diomedes no he never got a chance to no because diomedes refused to because he was fighting with honor yeah um so three of the best razor masters that's how they're all alive still like, they yeah. haven't fought each other yet oh my god except yeah, for the I time daryl cut off cassius's hand yeah they did they did have a duel mm -hmm. they had yeah. two duels yeah uh one with uh daryl getting a blade in his belly and then one where Cassius lost yeah, his life. Yeah, but like Darrow was his, a baby, okay, and had no training. Cassius he had a lot a of training. He was a little baby. Cravat. He was a little Cravat. baby. Yeah, but anyway, um, Diomedes, Darrow. And then okay. Lyria deciding she wants to help Volga. And oh, Severo. Yeah. No, the thing. I remember they're like, Lyria, what did you see? No, no. Yes. Did you see the thing? And she's like, no, I saw nothing. She's like, okay, so you can go because you know nothing about the thing. They kept saying the thing. They, did, they referenced the thing a lot. Yeah. Right. They're and like, you don't know the, the, the thing. Do the you know? Thing, do you not thing. know? Do you not know Obsec? Do you not what? know Obsec? What? She's like, I saw nothing. <laughs> and she's like, he's like, okay, you can go because, because if they torture you. She's being a sneaky little yeah, bitch. Yeah, I know, but it's like, making her way into like places she shouldn't be. Well, Daryl's finally like, you can go because if they catch you and they torture you, you know nothing. <laughs> yeah. And they really needed her to kind of turn Volga. Yeah. Um, and she... as they started bringing Lyria back, I mean, that's where Cassius, like I could see her being really protective, right? When he dropped her off at the ship and everything like that. And then there was this like giant like attack of everything. But yeah. during the attack, didn't you see that the Obsidians were banded in different tribes? Like one from Fa, second best from Fa, yeah. third best from Fa. And they band. were creating the hierarchy of the golds, but within the Obsidian world. Yeah. And it's almost like they learned nothing. They no. became what they were trying to break. Well, it's a very common thing where uh, victims of abuse become the abusers. And it's also often you'll see it with revolutions when... Um, you have revolutionaries that take over a country. They're often worse or just the same as the system that they threw the yoke off of. Yeah. So it takes a quite a bit of a like, like forethought and mm -hmm. specific thinking in order to make sure that whatever you tear down, you build it correctly. Because that was what Virginia never wanted from Darrow. Yeah. And why she kept hiding from him at times in the first trilogy was... Mm -hmm. I don't know if you are just a breaker. Are you just another tyrant in waiting? Or are you going to build something better? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, but I found like, so, okay. So Volga and uh, Illyria. Volga was a dick. Volga was a dick. My God. She's like, 
She's got from like blah, 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 and like Lyria, me, 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 me. I'm sorry, I'm not even using words right now. I'm so pissed off about that scene. But Lyria's like, I came for you. I didn't come for Daryl. Like I literally risked my life for yeah. you. She's like, you gave up your power. You gave up your parasite. I was really pissed off with her. Okay, I just read it this morning. <laughs> yeah. Hard. No, Volga. <sighs> Volga's an interesting. She redeemed character. herself by the end. We'll talk yeah. about that too. But. Yeah. She was a dick. She was an actually just... Real she dick. gave Lyria up to Fa and then begged Fa not to kill her. And come on, man. Fa's going to make her kill her. Like, it's his MO. Yeah. Power. It is power. You know, Lyria's just like, she was shitting bricks, but she's like, you know what? And then she was with that obsidian that brought her in. Siegfried yeah. or Sig- Sigmund? Siegfried. And then... Sigmund was his dad? I Yeah. I there was one of them, yeah. yeah. Because he make, plays a point too, right? But... Father then says, okay, fine. If this is your friend, here is a gauntlet rip out her heart. Yeah, because he was trying to get her to kill one of each of the uh, colors, essentially. Yeah. And she killed every single one, including the obsidian, the son yeah. of a, a Jarl. Couldn't kill Lyria, but before she could even attempt... Trojan horse! What Go back it? to book one. Go back to... They always love putting themselves in dead things that was really good though because even Severo talked about it being their uh, prized creature right and of yeah. course they're going to hunt the prized creature it of europa sense, yeah. it was quite cool i didn't even get the foreshadowing to be honest but it was just one I of those actually, things that like i didn't either no it was just came and then but like i, I picked up on it as soon as lyria was shitting bricks i'm like they're coming out of that thing yeah like i'm like no no six screaming and running away from no. it I'm like they are coming out of this no, thing no. as soon as it came out and i was like I was like thinking, I'm like, wait, what would be the plan and B? And I'm like, no, there's a the there, thing. The there's thing. a corpse. There's a there's a corpse. It's Darrow and Severo, or at least Severo's inside of that, because yep. that's just a Severo thing to and do. And they did really come back for Lyria. Like they actually care about her. They, they were do. worried that like she, you know, Cassius went and grabbed her. I, I did see like one that. meme where it was like Severo talking about Lyria. It's like you may die in this. Or, uh, You're a secondary you, objective or something. Yeah. No, it was like. You may die on this mission, but it is a sacrifice I am willing to oh, make. Oh, I, I remember that. I, I actually deadly remember that. Several. That just was like, funny. I don't care if you die. It's fine. I know. But, but the next scene. Holy shit. That was awesome. Coming the, out of the... The Ashvar. Yes. The Ashvar, right? Between... You have something to say about coming up, but I want to talk about the Ashvar. Go Ashvar. Okay, so it's a duel to the death. Yep. Um, and I found immediately that Fa was being like... Darrow was literally calling Fa's bluffs. Like, he didn't want to fight Darrow. He tried mm-hmm. to say he wasn't a son. The guy whose son died finally yeah. said, I have nothing to lose. I am going to back this man. Because right I will back her. the laws of my people. Yeah, I uh, lost my son for the laws of yeah. my people, right? I let you kill my son Yeah, because it was by law. And he's like, now you can't even stand by your own laws. Yeah. So then Fa was put into a corner, right? Yep. And... Um, then he picked, like, he picked a dome. He picked metal armor. I don't know how he's allowed to have poison, poison spike in the armor. Like, fuck him. But, yeah. like, he picked metal armor. They picked a dome. They picked, like, you know, metal weapons. Yeah. And, like, the description of Fa's armor is scary. But yeah. I really enjoyed Darrow creating his own fighting style. Yeah. And going into a flow st- He's like, you know, before he used to use the will away, before he used to do this, 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 he's like, He's like, I'm moving with the breath of the planet. And he's like, it just feels like air. The deep winds of the Mm -hmm. mind. It was really cool. He's like, this is my legacy. This is what I do. And he was just like playing with his food. He's like sitting there like chopping little bits off and then taking a break and then chopping some more off and then taking it. And And then like someone else shows up and like Cassie's like, like, I'll just kill you. Cassius, like Cassie's like Darrow. Kill him. Stop it. It's like, but I got a flow. Stay gone. I know. And then Fa was like cheating at every point possible. Of course. Weapon or poison on the on the thing. I, Fa was just a giant child who couldn't stand losing. That's what I found from that. And I was really disgusted with him. Yeah. But he got like his Gorgons, which I don't still, I don't know what Gorgons are still. Gorgons are just people associated with House Grimace and with okay. Atlas, essentially. Okay. So we had the Gorgons come in and try to kill him, and then Daryl's like, nah, nah, nah. and then, then the then the dome breaks, and then they're up in the air, and then like they're island hopping with different obsidian feasts. I didn't understand the concept of that because I thought they were all together for their feasting. Yeah. But 
so couple things is one he's not just fighting him every time he has a break he has Clang. he has Clang. a spe- a javelin spear and then his uh usual sling blade he goes clang 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 confess <laughs> clang, he, clang. he doesn't want fa dead because fa being dead proves nothing if he can get fa to confess that he is atlas's puppet that what he is doing is at Atlas's demands. He can turn the Volk back on his side. Well, it was quite interesting because as they were fighting and as he kept demanding the confession, mm-hmm. they started believing him. Everyone else started demanding the confession. Yes, because they saw the dishonor that it was. So the island hopping, though, was to go to, they were going from the different bands. Remember how you said the fifth band from yeah. Fa? You're the furthest away from him? Yeah. So that's what they were doing from each island is basically was how far away. Because the islands are small on Europa. Yeah. And like the, the one that stood out to me, though, was the guy that was like in armor, the spear, yeah. the shield. He's like, Ashvar. He's like, yes. He's like, okay. And he sits back down. <laughs> he's like remember? about to fuck shit up. And he's like, Ashvar. No. Because they were painted in blue, right? Yeah, they know um, it's Ashfire and they're like, okay, we can't disrupt this. Yeah, well, I mean, they were trying to. Like, Fa was trying to cheat out of it, but yeah. he knew he was going to die. But it was really interesting to watch. Like, and then. But they're they're but, all, yeah, they're all chasing them throughout. And what's better is, like, yeah. you have, a, like, you just got this, like, war bands, like, all gunships flying, flying along with them. <laughs> we're going clang, clang, clang. clang. <laughs> it was actually really fun. And <laughs> I felt, you're right, though. We couldn't kill him because we got, like, at the end of that chapter, too. He talks about if I kill him, I become their war god, and I don't want that. Yeah. And if, you know, if someone else kills him, then they become the war god, and it's, it's hell all over again. And they had to come to democracy. Yes. So he said by telling everybody he was a fraud, yeah. he doesn't get the the honor of killing him doesn't bestow the honor of the new leader because he was never a leader to begin with. So it's quite cool. They'll still have that honor yeah. because he gave that honor to Volga. Yeah. But and she redeemed herself at and that she, moment. And she redeemed herself. Yeah. But it still allowed them to have democracy and to see that they can choose. It is not whoever is the strongest. It is the group choosing. Yeah. And I think that's where we left off. I think that is where we left off. Diomedes I'm going to check was, one second. Yeah. Yeah. Diomedes has now become basically. He, well, he was pissed off first. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, we need to. He's like, and Daryl's like, dude, if we don't do this, they're going to burn the planet down as they leave. Yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. The laws of the ice. Yeah. 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 That was the end. And then part four is, I mean, a lot less. Like we haven't read it. Neither exactly. Nick and I. So um, don't spoil it yet for us. We're going to get to it probably tonight and tomorrow. Yeah. Well, um, we're releasing this on Monday and this is Tuesday. Yeah, Nick is making me wait to release these episodes one week each. I'm sorry, guys. I think that's the appropriate way to do it. But Okay, so Mr. Linguistics, what are your themes? So there's a couple things that I think were actually more fleshed out in here. Is one, um, the one that I was talking about in the last couple of parts was the man lost mm-hmm. finding his way home. And what I realized is that theme is not about Darrow getting to Mars. Is it about finding himself? It's about finding himself. Because and it's through losing. all the different characters. Yeah. Because Severo lost who he was. He mm-hmm. He's losing himself in the goblin persona mm-hmm. and not being Severo, the father. He's not being Severo, the friend, or Ares, the one that needs to lead. Mm-hmm. He lost the person he was in Morningstar when he hung himself for Cassius. Yeah. Which is still my favorite favorite scene in the entire book it was a really well-written scene it was incredible it was but darrow with the same thing it's the what identity is darrow he knows that he is the reaper or tia morga he is these war gods but he wants to be more than just simply that which is where he amalgamates all of it into one thing which is the breath of stone Mm -hmm. which is the the fighting style that he came to the flow state so it's a, a merger of identities and not just being simply the Reaper, simply Daryl. Do you think that that's happening with a lot of characters then? Because Cassius is coming to his own, Lyria is finding herself, Daryl is... I it feel like all is. of them are. You it know definitely what I mean? is. The big characters, at least. Yeah. Cassius, though... Even Mustang, because as she was fighting in part two, yeah. she was also accepting other parts of herself. Yeah. Of This is what it means to be a sovereign. 
right? Yeah. It's not just like, I'm not just the politician. I'm not just a disruptor. I'm also a warrior. Yeah. And I have to, like, it was cool. I think there's a lot of character development in this book. And I don't think we saw as much in book four or five. We saw a lot yeah. of war and a lot of, like, action, but... <laughs> We're seeing a lot more character development. It's kind of cool. Dark Age was so much more of a downfall. Mm-hmm. Like you have the characters and they needed to like fall for this book for them to be a full rising yeah. back to like a more cohesive person. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really liking this book right now. Also, I still feel like there is a lot of like death flags being flat flown right, for Cassius. Okay. I mean, yeah. But... Like everything with Lyria where he's going to die saving Lyria. Yeah. I think so. I, I think it is because yeah. it is also like he got forgiveness from low colors, not just Darrow, not from anyone else. It's he is getting forgiveness from Lyria for what he was and what he had done. Yeah. No, I think Cassius will die. Yeah. Um, it may be in next book. It may not be this book. Like, it, I think he will die before the series is done. Yeah. I don't think he's going to live. There's just too many death flags for him right now. And like, it, it's his character development is pretty much complete. There's not much else for him to go. Give he... him a happy ending. Give yeah. him a happy ending. I want him to marry Illyria. You want him to marry Illyria? I think they make such cute babies. They probably would. Yeah. They, they'd be like prettier versions of uh, Severo. Yeah. Which <laughs> is hard to imagine. It's a little bit terrifying, but yeah. So lots of the Odyssey in this, eh? Well, yeah, because of like the island hopping, the Gorgons, the like... Uh, Medusa, monsters, all of these things. But the, he literally wrote the Odyssey in Red Rising style. He did. But it is, there's a few pieces that didn't come up necessarily, mm-hmm. of course, because he made it his own. But no matter what, yeah, he pulled from the Odyssey quite a bit for this. Yeah. The other theme that I really noticed was forgiveness. Yeah, that's going to a lot. Not only, um, generally. So, forgiveness to Diomedes for being born what he is it wasn't his fault for being born as a gold and being an oppressor but he does his Athena oh okay yeah right the daughters of Athena generally Mm -hmm. kind of forgave him for that because he was willing to be honorable and be the Virginia Mm -hmm. and Darrow having forgiveness for everything that he did to the rim sons of Ares. yeah that was like that was a big one right yeah well no they said you're gonna help us and then you're gonna come back and face your sentence yeah but it's also the fact that like you can't run away from your actions but you can't also just say um like darrow's not saying like i don't deserve this punishment he's like no i deserve punishment what i did was wrong but i did it for the right reasons it's it's very he even forgave quicksilver for leaving he understood it yeah and then it's also like severo because like when that that scene where like severo saying he killed my father and darrow's like yeah and i killed i beat his brother to death i killed half his family and the other half were killed by my actions and he is here yeah and he is here helping me. Yeah, that is quite interesting. The three of them have been through a lot. They have been through a lot, but it's still Cassius has that brotherly love for him despite it. Because No, remember the part in the book where he's like, you would die for me? He's like, I thought that was just a you and several thing. <laughs> he's like, I'm touched. He's like, oh, you would Cassius. stay and die for me? He's so sensitive. Cassius? Yeah. Yeah. He's like super sensitive. He actually did say that. And I'm pretty sure Tim Gerald was like, oh. He did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And there's another thing that I noticed with Quicksilver, which is something you'll see a lot right now politically Mm -hmm. is the idea of people that are so disillusioned with a system. They're doomer. Like it's the doomerist perspective. Yeah. The fuck this shit. I'm out. Because I noticed this, there's a a YouTube channel called Just For Bikes where he talked about how he's given, he's Canadian. Yep. He gave up on North America. Uh He said, there is no fixing the American car dependency or like what's happening in Canada. But you can't fix the world, period. But he's just like, so 
I escaped and I went to the Netherlands to be a place with my family where I knew things were right. Yeah, but, but that's nothing is perfect, right? Nothing is perfect, but it's that escapist ideal where you feel like you can escape it. Mm-hmm. Quicksilver is the embodiment of that. Is where right? Darrow He's is running away. Yeah, Darrow is taking the system that you have and finding a way to pull it in the right direction. Yeah. I think that's one thing that I find Pierce, I think, is pushing as a overarching theme in general. I is, don't respect Quick... I, I mean, you can understand Quicksilver's decision, but I do not respect it. I Exactly. Yeah. I because do it, not respect it because he had more power than anyone else to change the system. Yeah. And he's like, I am done. I am done. The system is so broken. I refuse to try and help. Do you think he's going to come back? Or do you think that's his arc? I think that that's his it. arc. I think... I think that's the point of him is that he is that um, that doomerous perspective Hmm. that that counter argument to what I think Pierce Brown is talking about in general, because Pierce Brown worked in politics for a long time in the States. Oh, yeah. This is a second. Like this was a a side thing, right? This was a side thing. Just a casual New York Times bestselling author. Yeah. But. He worked in politics, so he understands the idea of that, like, you have to work in the system to fix the system, but it takes work and it takes the um, it takes effort to defend the ideas of enlightenment or in the ideas of like liberty. Yeah. That were a part of the system that it should be. Yeah. Yeah. That was like that really came out of left field for me. It did. But it, I think it's the. The, the thesis that Pierce Brown is putting through this series that I hope some mm-hmm. people start to recognize. See, I don't think we're getting back to Mars in this book. <laughs> <laughs> so any other themes that you came up with in this? I'm, I'm trying to think through. I really want Cassius and Lyra so to get married. Many, have babies. So many things happened in this. It was a lot. It was a long, long thing. Your job was to write down the themes. Any other themes? I don't think I have if any others. If we're missing any, let us know down below. We will have a discussion with no, you. No, 100%. Because Please comment. We love talking to you guys. I think the, <laughs> those three are like my main yeah. my main things that I think are what are driving the narrative overall. So what do you think is coming up next? I, I don't know. Every time I think it's wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to... I am probably going to start listening to part four after we're done. Um, so... Recording. And uh, we'll probably be filming the part four episode in a few days because I think we're going to inhale it. Yeah. And it'll probably be filmed before the weekend, before this episode comes out. And then... Bam! I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? Well, we need to know the fallout of fall dying. To the plans of Atlas oh, and Lysander. Crap. Yeah, that's like totally dead. And the fact that Di- I think Diomedes is going to, I think the Rim and Daryl will come together once again. And I think it's going to be for redemption this time. Yeah. Because Daryl's going to do it to save the Rim. Yeah. And it's going to redeem him. Yes. That was the other theme, I think, that this book is showing redemption. Re- redemption and forgiveness kind of yeah. go in hand in hand, typically. And I think that um, Volga will become the new. Well, I don't know if she'll become the new because they all have votes, right? And they don't yeah. actually like her. But I think I think they're going to have to save the Rim. Yeah. And then only after the Rim is saved, they will come together and fight for the core. Yeah. I still think. Cassius is not making it out of this book, which All depresses right. me. Stop it. I'm enjoying the love triangle. I know. Love, so am I. And that's line. why I'm so. Don't talk about it. We don't talk about things that make me upset. Okay. I tell you, if Virginia dies, I'm not reading the rest of the book. So. I don't know. What... She may not die this book, but if she dies next book, you are not going to finish the podcast because I'm not going to be a part of it. I don't think Virginia is ever going to go. I love her so I'm... much. She's my little book crush. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think this will end. There will be a bittersweet moment, I think, is how it will end, but it will end with them heading towards Mars with the rim. Yeah, I think it's going to come together. I don't know if the virus will be used this, up, like this book, though. I don't think it will be. I think it's, I, the other thing is, is that Pierce Brown really, like, kind of picks things up and leaves Puts them. red herrings in. He puts red herrings mm-hmm. in. A lot. It could be a Chekhov's gun where mm-hmm. like 
congratulations, there is a gun on that nightstand. It's going to be going off in the next book. Yeah. But it could also be just that it is a MacGuffin that they're going to fight over. Uh And like maybe Darrow is going to learn about it in part four. And that's what actually is going to drive the final conflict for this book. Yeah. But yeah, I think they will come together and there will be a march towards Mars. Yeah. No, I'm pretty excited for it. It It's super different than book five. Like really different. Yeah. Um, And I want to know when book seven will be released because I think he wrote them pretty much back to back. One to two years. Mm-hmm. Well, that sucks. No, no, that's not too bad because he does have to conclude it, but he did a very... I really wish I picked up the series after it was done. I do not like waiting for books. <laughs> I did that with Harry Potter, by the way, guys. You didn't read it until it was over? Mm-hmm. Actually, I started reading it right as the Deathly Hallows was being written. So, like, I was finishing it just as it books uh, got released. okay. Went to Costco, picked it up, read it all in one day in my room. Yeah. The other thing is, is that it may come out in a year. I can see that because he did rewrite everything. Mm-hmm. But that also comes from, uh, I mean, he had to rewrite it because he does, he kind of subscribes to a Gardner style of writing. He doesn't have outlines. So that's why he had to rewrite it because he's like, nope, I got to prune all of this shit. <laughs> so one year. Okay. Anything else you got to say? No. I, I'm actually pretty pretty happy with how this part was. It is, yeah. It's such good prose and such good dialogue. I'm I don't know. So I like it too. Is this your favorite part so far? Of course. There's so much good stuff that happened Yeah, this. there's a lot. But uh, let us know if you guys have any suggestions, comments, want to chat with us down below. If you like this, please let us know and like and subscribe. Also, if anyone has a suggestion on a book that we can do for another book club at some point... Potentially. I am not doing the three-body problem. You're not going to do the three-body problem. I don't love you enough. I am not going to make you do the three-body problem. I don't love you enough. I will not do it. (laughs) I know you won't. I will only read things that are interesting. Three-body problem is very interesting. All right. All right. I think we're done for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And watch out for part four of The Librarian. Peace. Bye.